Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we're going to continue with our best 17s for 2024 series. On my Tyrell Sloan today, no one with me, so I'm going to get stuck into it. We've had the Waterboy join us, we've had the great Timmy Williams going solo today, so we'll see how we go here. And we're going to get stuck into the Dolphins. Um, Wild to think that you could be sitting you know, in the preseason talking about a team that finished 13th last year and say how much of a wild success the season was. And uh, many people like myself tipped them to be a bottom four side. And you know what? They finished fifth last. But my God, I personally think the Dolphins achieved much more than what any of us expected last season, despite uh, what the position on the ladder says. I think obviously when they came into the competition, knocking over the Roosters uh, in that first game, that was unprecedented scenes in the NRL and just had Wayne Bennett written all over it. And then some of the storylines that came from the Dolphins throughout the season, I think headlined by Jermaine Asako, uh, he was just brilliant throughout the season and really was a great example of what Wayne Bennett is all about. For me, when I look at the Dolphins and I think back to you know the, their season as a whole, I think they reminded us as a rugby league community that our game is a very simple one, made very difficult. Uh, you look at their team and there's no out-and-out superstars there. There's no, you know, there, there's, a, there's a couple of rep players there. There's a lot of handy footballers. But there isn't a Nathan Cleary. There isn't a Kalen Ponga. There aren't these just absolute blow-it-away all-time superstars on this side. But what Wayne Bennett did was he got this group of men to believe in each other, to complete at a, at a high percentage, uh, to kick to the right spots, to, you know, kick chase, to win their wrestle, just to do all their little things correctly that they needed to do. And as I said earlier, rugby league is a very simple game made complicated. I think Wayne Bennett reminded us once again that at the end of the day, when you're running out there, there is 13 dudes with two arms, two legs, and rugby league is just about how much you want it. And I think... I think what the Dolphins did last year, it, it just it, it reminded me of a lot of the fundamentals of rugby league, which I think sometimes you overlook. You get caught up in you know all the big talking points of the game, whether it be 
the wrestling, you know, all, all, all this sort of stuff that you just forget about the basics of rugby league, which Wayne Bennett and his teams tend to do very well. Dolphins are a great example of that. Um, and, yeah, I, I just think heading into this season, you know, they finished 13th. It was their first year. They've managed to sign Herbie Farmworth. He was a Dallium centre of the year last season. For them to get that signature after just a year of existence is just credible. Remember 12 months before that when – they couldn't get a marquee player. And by the way, I'm not picking on anyone for saying that. I was the main fucking moron saying that week in, week out. Uh, they couldn't get Cam Munster. They couldn't get Brandon Smith. They couldn't get anyone. Uh, they already had Hammer signed up and no one could have possibly anticipated the sort of player he was going to turn into. So Wayne and the Dolphins, they knew what they were doing the entire time. Uh, and it really was fairytale stuff in the NRL in 2023, which is great to see. Uh, I'm hoping that they can continue that form. As I said, Herbie Farmworth coming to the club is huge. I think Tommy Flegler. Um, my big worry about the Dolphins' side last year, one of my biggest concerns was that they'd assembled a good forward pack on paper, but the reality was that all those guys were aging. The vast majority of them were aging. you got the Bromish boys, Felice Kafusi, uh, who were very good players but are aging. And I wasn't quite sure where the direction was uh, he- heading into the future. Lemuelu obviously kicked on quite a bit, but... Tommy Flegler arriving at the club is just absolutely massive. They have found their alpha for the next decade. And you know that Flegler, he is going to be a very, very special forward. Uh, you know, we headed into that grand final last year and all the talk was Payne Haas, Paddy Carrigan, JFH, Liotta. Uh, mate, I thought that he was tremendous in that grand final last year. And you could see those big boys at Penrith. They went after Flegler early. Uh, They tried to rattle his cage, and they got some fucking good shots on him too just quietly. Uh, But he bounced back, and he just kept on trucking. And if I was Wayne Bennett, I would have just been leaning back in my chair going, I've got a good in here. I've got a special front row forward that I can build around over the next few years. Uh, I believe it'll probably be Jesse Bromwich's last season this year. Uh, So a real sort of, it's crazy to say, changing of the guard when the football team has played 30 games in its existence. But it really already will start to be like that, a changing of the guard. Uh, A number of young guys that are coming to this side too, Isaiah Cartoa. You've obviously got young Jack Bostock. A heap of guys that are going to lead them into the future. And I can really start to see that direction of the Dolphins that I think – going to be pretty special to watch over the next couple of years. I hope they play finals footy this year, uh, but there is a number of you know teams that missed the eight last year that are damn good teams and have improved. South Sydney, they should be a top eight team. Parramatta on their day should probably be a top eight team. The Cowboys should probably be a top eight team. Um, and when you have a look at that top eight, uh, you can only fit eight teams in there, and it's very, very hard to work out who's going to be there. I hope the Dolphins are one of them, uh, but I do think we'll see a season where they finish around about that 12th to 9th sort of mark is my prediction. Uh, they get guys back. I think we forget Tommy Gilbert. I think he showed very early last season. He was one of the best forwards in the competition. He was incredible. Losing him really hurt. They lost Jeremy Marshall King at different points, who is the you know low-key MVP up there. Sean O'Sullivan, the only real you know proper halfback in the squad. He missed a number of weeks as well. Uh, so yeah, a lot of challenges they had to overcome in their first season. They did a tremendous job. We're going to get stuck into their side as I see it for 2024 now. Uh, At fullback, I think it has to be Hamiso. Um, I was, you know, it was only 12 months ago I was hitting you saying, I'm really not convinced he's a fullback. He is 
lightning quick, but I think he's probably a winger, maybe a center. Uh, and obviously, you know, in the Origin Arena, he absolutely dominated in uh, in the center position. Uh, but fullback in the NRL is just where he belongs, and I think he will be an automatic pick there. Uh, you had you saw Wayne Bennett a little bit last year screw around with putting him in the centers and whatnot, uh, and I think that was more so for their defense. Uh, but I think you have a look at some of the recruits that Wayne's got this year. And I think he's got that sorted out now. So I see Hamiso playing fullback, and I really can't see him moving from that spot throughout the year. Wingers, Jermaine Osako, what a season it was. I believe Dalian winger of the year. He was tremendous. Um, I think I had a stat uh, a few weeks ago that I mentioned on Bloke in a Bar that from his first 88 games of first grade, I think he scored 24 tries or something. I think last season he scored 27 or something just outrageous. So Jermaine Osako in incredible form at the moment. I think that the guy that we saw last year is a guy that we've always known about, uh, that Jermaine Osako potentially could be, uh, and shock me, Wayne Bennett. Jermaine goes around the world, all over the place. You can't get a gig on the Titans bench. Uh, you know, just completely unwanted. And Wayne brings him under the wing and top point scorer, you know, up there with top try scorer, if not the top try scorer. Uh, incredible season. So Jermaine Osaka, he'll be on one wing. The other wing's interesting. Bit of a three-way battle here for me. I thought Testy New was tremendous there in the games that he played. Obviously, he had an injury last year. I think people forget. Uh, Eddie Lee's up there still, Edric Lee. Uh, you know, we talk about a guy like Osaka, who Wayne Bennett's always been able to get the best out of. Wayne Bennett obviously handled Eddie Lee his origin debut jersey a couple of years ago. Uh, back from injury, hopefully, Edric. We know what he can do at his very best. And the young bloke from uh, the South Coast, Jack Bostock, who I'm a big, big fan of. Uh, I'm probably leaning towards Tessie New at the moment. Uh, I think he would be my starting winger. But those guys, uh, competition for spots is, an all, is always a fantastic thing to have. And there's no doubt whatsoever the Dolphins, especially in their back line, a lot of competitions for spots. We move into the centers. Herbie Farmworth, uh, he is the automatic choice at left center. I know that Herbie has said previously he would like to play fullback, uh, but for me, I think you just have to leave Hammer there. I actually wouldn't have a huge issue if they swap these two and see how it plays out, but I think Hammer's just got the runs on the board, and I think he has to be there. I think the way that Herbie played for the Broncos last year uh, was tremendous, and I think that Herbie's best moment was in that grand final. Uh, if you go back and watch the game plan that Nathan Cleary had in that game, it was kick the ball to Jesse Arthurs every possible time. Uh, the reason for that is that you then get to make the tackle on Jesse Arthurs and you force Herbie Farmworth to come out of his own end out of dummy half. You just umbrella your defense, you get up and you whack him. And they did that every single time. And Herbie Farmworth just got his nose through the line every single time. He He's obviously got, you know, the flash moves and he's got a nice little step and whatnot. Uh, but I think that grand final really signified for me just how freaking tough Herbie Farmworth is a fantastic signing, arguably right up there with signings of the year for me. So Herbie lines up at left center, right center, a little bit more interesting. You've obviously got uh, Tafade uh, debuted last year. Uh, obviously, he's been in the news this preseason that he came back, uh, you know, from a pretty good patch over there uh, and had to go into a preseason camp. He has shredded down about 10 kilos by the look of it. Um, I think that a lot of people were very critical of Tafade for certain things throughout last year. I just think you need to remember that, you know, he isn't in his first season of NRL. Sorry, he's not in his first season with the Dolphins. He's in his first season of NRL. I really fucked that up. Apologies to you guys. Uh, but he is a guy that is very raw, very fresh to our game. Keep in mind, before he made his debut, a couple of months before that, he was the greensman of the field that they're playing on. Just... 
just be patient with him. He's got a lot of ability. He reminds me a lot of sort of your Conrad Harrell, your Cifatalakai, these sort of guys. Um, and you know what? All those guys, a little bit inconsistent, a little bit up and down. Just let Wayne Bennett do his thing with Tafato. I think you've got a very special footballer there. He wouldn't be my first choice at centre. Another option, we know that Wayne likes to have sort of an attacking uh, centre and then he likes to have more of a defensive centre. But I do think that Herbie sort of ticks both of those boxes. If he wants a defensive centre, you and Aitken obviously is a fantastic option there. If you're not having Aitken there, he obviously slips into the forward somewhere. Uh, but I do find that a little bit appealing to have you and Aitken out there because he would do a good job for me. The only problem is you have you and Aitken at right centre. He doesn't have the greatest passing game, which sort of hurts Jermaine Asako a little bit. But you and Aiken, what a guy to have in your side to fit in somewhere. Uh, the center that I would go for arriving from the Canterbury Bulldogs is Jake Avarillo. Uh, for me, Avarillo has been criminally underutilized by the Canterbury Bulldogs for a long time. Um, I think people think I dislike Jake Avarillo uh, because I simply couldn't understand why Canterbury were playing him at halfback for two years. It is so fucking evident that he is not a halfback, and I could not believe the Bulldogs kept it up for so long. Uh, I believe he is a fantastic fullback. I think he's a great center. I think he's got uh, some of the best timing in rugby league. I think you'll start to see it this year. If he lands at right center, I love that for Jermaine Osako because you look at um, the start of Osako's game last year, um, you know, when you had Branko Lee in front of him, one of the best draw and pass in rugby league. Jake Avrilo is not far behind. I think that with guys like Avrilo and Branko, we sort of underappreciate some of the really key skill sets that they have. Avrilo, he's going to set up so many tries uh, for Jermaine Osako this year if he gets that opportunity. And we've seen how good he is at Canterbury when they're going like a busted and he's being used in the wrong positions and underutilized and you, you know all the narratives there. When he gets up there with Wayne Bennett, Wayne's going to put his arm around him. He's going to give him the first proper opportunity in his career to show what he can do. And I think he's going to absolutely fly up there, Jake Avrilo. Um, 5'8". Cody Nicarima has come out and said that he would like to play 5'8", uh, which makes it really interesting. You've obviously got young Isaiah Katoa. Uh, I am a huge Katoa fan. I have spoken about him since he was in SG Ball and whatnot. Obviously came through for the Penrith Panthers. Uh, I know that Wayne Bennett uh, sat down in a Zoom meeting with Isaiah about two years ago, and after 20 minutes, he just turned to Peter O'Sullivan and said, I need this kid in my building. Do whatever it takes. Go and get him. Uh, Peter O'Sullivan managed to lure him up to the Dolphins. Obviously made his debut last year. Wayne plugged him in pretty early, a lot earlier than what I anticipated him to do. Uh, but as we all know, Wayne's forgotten more about rugby league than what I know. And I think it will start to pay dividends over the next couple of years. So I would stick with Isaiah Katoa personally. Uh, but Cody Nicarima, another guy that Wayne Bennett tends to get the absolute best out of. I thought he was very, very good last year as well. So you got two options there. I think the halfback picks himself, Sean O'Sullivan, uh, obviously an experienced guy in rugby league. He's been around for a long time. Uh, I'm a big SOS fan. Uh, he's not the fastest. He's not the greatest defender. He, you know, the, the, you could give me a billion things that are wrong with Sean O'Sullivan. But what you can't question is Sean's footy IQ. And I think it is just so important. I think that he is able to execute a game plan, which sounds very simple. But my God, there's about 11 halfbacks in this competition that I watch each week and just think, what on earth is going on here? They cannot be sticking to the plan they've been given. Sean O'Sullivan, Wayne Bennett makes it simple and easy for him. 
and he does that job for them every single week. So SOS, he would be my halfback. I personally think he is quite underrated. Um, he, he reminds me a little bit of Jackson Hastings. He's obviously got that huge footy IQ. He understands the game. Very selfless in the way that he plays it. Uh, so Sean O'Sullivan, he's the automatic at seven for me. Uh, let's move to the engine room. Front row forwards, Jesse Bromwich, as we said, coming to the back end of his career, an automatic. Tommy Flegler, he will be the leader of this side into the future. The alpha in the forward pack, as I like to call it. I think those two are automatics to start the front row together, and I, I really like it as a front row pairing. Jeremy Marshall King. One of my favorite hookers to watch in rugby league. Definitely my favorite hooker to watch in rugby league, not named Harry Grant. I absolutely love everything about JMK. Uh, I was huge on him at Canterbury. I even said on bloke and I got absolutely pizzled for it, but you know, I'm happy to stand here with it now. I thought that JMK was probably the guy to pick over Reed Marnie a couple of years ago. Uh, I just I think that he is so underrated as a nine. You've got to remember he was a seven a couple of years ago. So he's still developing as a hooker. Uh, I just I love watching Jeremy Marshall King play footy, and I think it is very, very evident. The Dolphins, they look completely different when he is not on the field. So, JMK, I'm expecting him to play big minutes this year under Wayne. It's a bit strange for Wayne Bennett. We know traditionally, especially from like a super coach point of view and a few other things like that, um, Wayne Bennett doesn't overly value the hooker position, or he hasn't previously. Uh, you know, Damian Cook, this incredible running game is unbelievable. Under Wayne Bennett, he really doesn't run all that much. We don't see too much of it. Uh, you go back to, you know, the premiership he won with the Broncos in 06. Three weeks before the finals, he goes, fuck it, I'm going to put my centre at hooker, Sean Berrigan. Uh, just completely changes things up. He's done it on a number of occasions. Dean Young, who was arguably a back rower, he won a premiership with him in 2010. It's been going on with Wayne Bennett for a very long time. But now you've got Jeremy Marshall King, who I think is one of the first hookers that Wayne Bennett's ever built a team around, uh, which I think is really interesting to watch and a real credit to Wayne in the later years of his coaching career that he's able to adapt like that. JMK, I think he's the most important player for the Dolphins in this entire squad. He is what I call a Jenga player. You take him out, it can all fall apart very, very quickly. The back row, I think Felice Kofusi is an automatic there. Um, he will be on one of the edges, one of the best defensive players in our competition. He is aging, but I would pick him every day of the week. Had he been picked for State of Origin last year for Queensland, he would have done a job yet again. Uh, very solid Felice Kofusi. Would be stoked to have him on my edge. The other edge is interesting. Three names here. Conley Lemuelu, who got a lot of opportunities last year. He was tremendous. He played on the left edge outside Sean O'Sullivan. I'd be happy to go with him. You've also got Kenny Bromwich in the squad as well. Now, K-Brom, he moved into the 13 jersey a little bit throughout last year, but that was once Tommy Gilbert was injured. They were sort of short of 13. So I'm not sure what they're going to do with Kenny Bromwich. I think Lemuelu really came on last year and was very, very impressive. But the other guy, if you're not picking him at center, you've got Ewan Aitken as well. Uh, and this is where Wayne Bennett has got a fantastic problem on his hands here as far as picking centers, wingers, second rowers. He's got a heap of options. Uh, I'm not quite sure which direction he's going to go here. I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to get more minutes into Lemuelu. Uh, but obviously, Kenny Bromwich, he's been there. He's done it for a very long time. He can play middle. He can play edge. Uh, they're sitting in a very good spot. They've got to make a decision what that'll look like. Tommy Gilbert, he'll be in Jersey 13. He will return to the Origin Arena next year. Um, and that scares the living shit out of me as a New South Wales fan because this guy is an absolute gun. Between Gilbert and Flegler, uh, the Dolphins in their forward pack, they are set up for a very, very long time. You could pick three or four deck chairs with them and they would be fine. Proper 
representative stars there in a very good spot. He would be my 13, Tommy Gilbert. Move to the bench, Jersey 14. As I said, I think JMK plays big minutes, uh, which means you can go a few different ways with this Jersey 14. If you go with Isaiah Cartoa in Jersey 6, Cody Nicarima can obviously be the 14 there. You've obviously got young Harrison Graham, who played some good footy last year. You've also got Ray Stone, uh, one of my favorites, little cult hero up there. Tough as nails, a little bit undersized, can play hooker. Uh, the other option here is if you go with, say, Lemuelu and, you know, Kenny Bromwich on your bench, maybe you and Aitken could be your 14. Obviously a guy that can't really play nine, uh, but you can sort of, you know, put him on anywhere on the field. The beauty of the Dolphins and this Jacob Rillo signing is that when you have injuries, you can sort of shift a Lemuelu, a UNA can just center, and Avrilo can jump in and play in one of these other positions at a pretty high click anywhere. So they're in a very good spot there. Uh, if I was a betting man, I would probably lean towards Cody Nicarima in Jersey 14, assuming they go with Isaiah Cartoa. The last three spots. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Heap of names here. Essentially, the two that you don't pick out of Lemuelu, Kenny, Kenny Bromwich, and Ewan Aitken in the back row, they're probably both on the bench. And then you've got to make a decision out of Jared Wallace, Josh Kerr, Marky Nichols. Um, so two of... Probably Lemuelu, uh, Ewan Aitken, Jared Wallace, Josh Kerr, or Mark Nichols probably miss out on this side, which is very, very impressive. That's not to mention Ray Stone, Harrison Graham. Uh, that's if you pick Cody Nicarima. So the depth that this team has heading into season 2024 is tremendous. The squad that looked like an absolute tire fire 12 months ago now looks unreal. The depth is fantastic. Key players are great. You know, you could argue SOS and Isaiah Cartoa. You put them on a stat sheet, you put them in a skill test, and they're probably going to rank pretty low as far as the NRL goes. Uh, but they get the job done. They showed that last year. They get the job done. Hammer, he's obviously probably underappreciated as a fullback, but serious star power there. Uh, and the pack, they'll just hang in there. They'll just do their own. And in my opinion, they've got an elite hooker. If I was to put them into tiers, I would have JMK in the elite tier, probably at the bottom of the elite tier but still at that very, very top tier. Uh, so the Dolphins, looking fantastic. Obviously, Wayne Bennett as coach, which is probably uh, the biggest name on that list, realistically. We know that Wayne can take you know, a 5 out of 10 player to a 7, 8 out of 10 in a heartbeat. He's done it with a number of guys here. Some of them, like Hammer, he's taken them to a 9.5 out of 10. So the Dolphins... I'm really looking forward to seeing how they go this year. Obviously, last year, foundation season. Uh, you could argue they overachieved despite finishing in 13th place. Uh, we now have a standard set for them, though, and it'll be really interesting to see how they how they go in their second season. They're not taking on teams that are not knowing what to expect, that have no tape on this side, that have just no idea what they're going to get. All these teams, they've got tape on the Dolphins now. They're well aware of Jeremy Marshall King. They understand the game that Sean O'Sullivan plays. There's no unknown with Isaiah Cartoa anymore. The hammer isn't just the fastest guy on the field anymore. We know he's a genuine one. Uh, teams are going to be better prepared for the Dolphins this season. It's going to be a huge, huge test for them. The other side of the coin, though, 
The Dolphins are now better prepared than they ever have been. They're not winging it. They're not trying to work out what's going on in their first season. You know, they're, they're not wearing name tags anymore. They know each other. They've got used to each other. They're ready for season number two under Wayne Bennett. And I cannot wait to watch how it plays out. Stay tuned, guys. We'll have more Wonder 17s coming your way over the next couple of days. Might try and get a co-host with me over the next few. We'll see who we can uh, rope in to join me. If not, I'll just be going through each team on my own. If you're on YouTube, guys, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, all the good stuff for us. If you're on the podcast, leave a review, do whatever you do. Make sure you're following at Rugby League Guru on Instagram, and we'll see you over the next couple of days. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.